fuck, I am ready. <laughs> Shit. Bring your A fucking game tonight, too. Talking to me or Kinsler? Hey everyone, Dave and Jeff doing our first podcast of the week. Nothing like watching a little Padre baseball at the same time when we do this. I have a uh, I have a quick shout out to start this show. Shouting at someone or shout out? No, a okay. shout out like how much we appreciate this person. Okay. And a shout out goes to our friend Rose. Yes. Who just the other day said, I'm going to my kid's soccer game and I'm wearing my Dave and Jeff pod, uh, Dave and Jeff show shirt. Yeah. And she has been so goddamn funny on Twitter. I don't know what's going on. She said today she was looking for somebody to block her. She was all riled up. (laughs) She's such a great follow. And she's been such a supporter of this show forever. Yeah. But I just wanted to remind her, number one to her. And number two, I don't know what happened. My other shout out goes to our pal Padre Geekster, who said today she's going off Twitter for a while. Why? I don't know. Twitter is Twitter is. I was at the Padre game yesterday, and I ran into uh, Sasan. Yes, fucking love that kid. And he's like, "I'm off Twitter," and I go, "Dude, you look about ten years younger. He looks great, <laughs> doesn't he?" And he starts laughing. How long's he been off Twitter? So he's been off for a while, but. Man, it's become a little bit of a cesspool between it has Steve Woods posting pictures of himself in black and white with the sunglasses on, like the spray paint on the wall that Ben and Woods are back. I'm like, fuck, no wonder everybody's quitting. Nobody needs to see this, okay? We have lives and kids and bills. Take it down a fucking notch, all right, Mickey Dolans, you fucking dick. But <laughs> you know what's funny? His trip to London and, and Paris. Yeah. I could have guessed nine out of ten of those shots he was going to take. Right. The you know Eiffel what I mean? Tower? Yeah. You know, it's Beatles. A, the whole fucking deal. Right. What's the key? This fucking guy should have learned. When you do radio, you're supposed to do it different than everybody else, right? Yes. That fucking guy with his portable camera. Oh, let's just stand at the bottom and look up at the Eiffel Tower. Chi-chi. <laughs> and here's me walking across the Abbey Road. Chi-chi. What a fucking king. What a jerk. We, guess what? We all have Google images. A lot better than your fucking pictures. <laughs> fucking guy. <laughs> I like how we're ripping him the other day, and you just hammer him for for not being able to adjust to the time. Remember, he's sitting there, he's up, he's writing to yeah. us. Fucking guy. <laughs> uh, this guy. I don't know what happened to him. Ever since he was here. But every time I tell him, hey, when, you, when you're when you in doubt, go back and listen to that first podcast you're on when we were, we were super nice to the guy. Yes, love you're right. Him. Love that kid. You um, know, it's funny. You gave a shout out to Rose. Love her. So right before you walked in, I was going through some emails. And it's funny is I just haven't had time to go through a ton of emails. I look, literally look at my emails once a week. Okay. That sounds weird to say. Once a week? Once a week. Okay, I always tell people, if you need to reach me, text me is the best way yeah. to go. Even if you call me, I usually don't call you back because I'm fucking a jerk. I just want to have... Social media. I always forget Twitter. to go back to it. But if you text me, I usually will get in touch with you right away. So, Vera, for years, Vera has always sent me emails nonstop. Yeah. And I've always answered every email to Vera, okay? Okay. She sends me one first that says, how come you don't write to me the way you used to? Ah, the broken heart. It was. And I said to her, Vera, I'm sorry, but I go. I've, I've been, been married. 
I've been busy. I've been busy. That's it. And I said, I said, I hope you're doing well. And she said, you're my best friend. And I know. How about that? Oh, she goes, you're my best friend and I miss you. And I was like, wow, that was very nice of her to say. Then she said she has a pump getting removed from her head at the doctor tomorrow. You know, it's not a pump. It's a lump. You know, she fucked it up. Oh, I thought she had like a helmet. No, she's getting a pump removed from the doctor tomorrow. And I wrote her back, you're going to be fine. And that's it. You know what's a lump? I had to think like you too. What the fuck is a pump? What? She, listen, she goes back to the Hank and Kevin days yeah. for me, which is back like almost like, 25 years. Yeah. I mean, I started with those guys in 95, and she was probably there in 96. Yeah, pretty close, man. She was 82 back then. She was 82. <laughs> but I tell you what. I was not married, and God damn, she, oh, she was a jackrabbit. It was. An absolute, I told Dave, I'd come in, and I couldn't even lift my left arm. Dave said, you have a stroke? And I said, no. I was at the Scandia Motel on Coast Highway with Vera, and she ran me ragged. Like a paint shaker machine. God. I said, can we stop? For a second while I regroup? And she said, no. The only time I saw anger in her eyes. Isn't that when you told me you'd just lay on the bed and she'd just get up and start blow drying her hair topless? <laughs> and then you'd get your wallet and you'd leave. She wouldn't hear the door shut. <laughs> I'd just leave her cab money. I'd leave her a <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> I'd leave her two bus transfers. <laughs> See, he looked out. But I'd write a smiley face at the bottom. <laughs> I think one of them was still valid. Wink, wink. <laughs> what happened to you? <laughs> what happened to me? Oh, my gosh. I was uploading the shows yesterday <laughs> for the ones we did last week. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I started Don laughing at the one we just start cussing at each other. <laughs> Well, the one today, that goddamn Twitter is so funny. The guy today, you just pushed him to his breaking point. And he just wrote, I'm so sick of Dave Ballet. That shit strikes me so funny every time. Like, he just, like, he tried to to ride it as long as he could. And today was just the day Ian. Today was just the day where he'd reached his breaking point. And he was just like, Dad, I'm done with it. I'm sick of this guy. But no profanity. No. Nothing, right? That's fine. I respect that. I don't understand that. Why don't you just move? I love that one. If I moved, would the Padres suddenly start winning? Well, you'd still be listening. Yeah. And you'd all be still following him. Like nothing would change. Exactly. You guys don't come to my house anyway. What the fuck does it matter? Dave could have moved. We could be doing this show from <laughs> San Clemente. Right. <laughs> but you keep following him on Twitter. Jesus. Like the one guy wrote today, the guy wrote, I finally muted him. Life has never been better. <laughs> and I said to that guy, I go, look, Dave will take his beating. If you, I mean, that goddamn thing that Paul put together. Yeah. Of you fishing yeah. is the funniest shit. 
I go, yeah, he'll stay in there and take his beating. But, yeah, it wouldn't matter. If Dave lived right now in Calabasas and kept writing it, you'd be like, shit, this asshole moved and I still hate him. Make the pain go away. Like, but what do you need to do? Oh, my gosh. All right, you got to tell me about yesterday. Yesterday was a crazy oh, wow. day for you. Yesterday... I've said this over and over again, and any parent knows it. But the good thing is, like my parents are pretty reserved. They don't. I know my parents love me to death. There's nothing, uh, right? There's never been yeah. any doubt. I didn't have the great Santini as parents. <laughs> um, but I always tell my kids, man. I, I make a point of telling them because Dave, we've learned unfortunately that the game can be over, yeah, whether you want it to be or not. And so I always tell them, man, that. For as many places as I've been able to go, things I've been able to do, people I've been able to meet, the greatest part has been being their dad. And uh, my son Cade, um, their mom yesterday completed her 20th half marathon. That's amazing. She's run at least 12 other races, and she is closing in on doing 40 races in her 40s which for a full-time attorney and a mother of three is pretty fucking cool, in my opinion. And I told her that yesterday. And so my son, Cade, uh, who adores his mom, a couple of about a year ago said, hey, I want to run with you because she runs all the time. He was 10 at the time. And so they run Lake Murray. In December, they completed the holiday half. And yesterday, they ran the rock and roll half marathon. And I had hung out with him a lot the last couple of days. And I said, how you feeling, man? Like, how you feeling? He goes, oh, you know, I'm all right. I'm good. And I talked to him the whole thing about his prep, what time he gets up, what do you have to eat, the whole deal, man. So I downloaded the Rock and Roll app. And it said, hey, do you want, uh, do you want notifications sent via Twitter on how he's doing? I said, oh, that'll be great. Well, I didn't realize they were going to shoot it out on my timeline. Yeah, so what? No, I know, but yeah. he he's a pretty mellow dude. Yeah. Like, he's he's a pretty mellow dude, and he got a big kick out of that. He thought that was funny, but it wasn't my intent to tell the whole world, hey, Cade's finished three miles. Cade's finished six. I didn't know, but I, I really do, sincerely, as much as we dick around. For all of you that sent messages that I was able to share with him last night, um, as he got past three, six, nine, and and finished it, you know he's eleven. He's yeah. a goof. He loved it. He thought it was so cool, the whole deal. Dave, I will say, I don't know, like from an anxiety standpoint, from a fan standpoint, yeah. anything that's quite like that. I knew he was fine. I knew he was going to finish it. I was with his brother. We we took the trolley downtown. The Rock and Roll Half Marathon, I'd never been a part of it. To see all the people down there, the swarm of people was amazing. And the app that they have, I could follow every step of where he was with his mom. And as they made... Did they run together? Yeah, they ran together. Oh, cool. I mean, they didn't separate from each other. Nope. They okay. were together every step of the way. And as they uh, came down the stretch to see those two, David, it, it was awesome, That's cool. Man. It was great. You get good pictures? Uh, yeah, but you know what? It's funny you say that. 
I didn't worry about pictures because I just wanted to see it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes you're so busy trying to set up your camera and adjust the the lens and make sure you miss everything. I just wanted to f- see it. So I, I yelled to her, I yelled to him, and they finished. And uh, it, it's amazing, man. It is amazing. It's just, it's just, it was great. And this was the funny shit. So w- my other son and I went up like 25 yards before the finish because the finish line was just crazy. You couldn't get anywhere close. We were able to see him, and now you have to work your way through 20,000 people to try to find him at the finish line. I find him at the finish line, and I'm walking with him, and I'm like, hey, how you doing? And uh, he goes, you know, I'm not. He's like, what do you think the answer is to that? Hey, what, what do you think? I just ran 13 miles. But you know what's funny? What I saw, picture-wise, he didn't look he like he great. just ran 13. He looked fantastic. He looked great. And, yeah, I mean, he's cracking jokes. And then the next thing I realize is that I'm walking and I'm talking with his mom who just ran it, my leg. And I'm like, what's going on? And he's got this bag of ice that they gave him at the finish line. Yeah. And he's holding the bag of ice against my thigh. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so he's dying laughing. So now I'm walking again and he's talking and I'm doing everything and we're trying to get across the street. And I feel the bag of ice now is in the small of my back. I mean, he just immediately resorted back to being a kid, kid, goofing around. Um, So that was the first part. And then Mark, our listener, gave us tickets in section 107, the most insane seats I've had for a game in forever. And we were 20 feet from the bees. From the bees. (laughs) But, Mark, I can't thank you enough. It was an incredible afternoon uh for my two sons and their mom two of which had just run the the rock and roll and we just hung out and watched watched the great game and yeah. we actually cut out about the sixth because they were getting I, the shit kicked out of them no you know what my my other son is such a diehard warriors fan and we had forgotten to set that game up to tape and yeah they were getting the shit beat out of them but I knew he was freaking out like yeah. all of us would be if that's your number one team. Uh, so we hung out. We had an amazing time. And that's then we awesome. W- went back and watched basketball. But that whole bees thing was crazy. That was crazy. That was that was something else. So we go to the Padre game on Friday. Yeah. Okay. With, did you get tickets from mm-hmm. Geff? I did. Glenn Geffner hooked us up. And I didn't get to see him yesterday. Did you see him on Friday? I sure did. Talked to him for a long time. Right. Talked to him. Talked to Dave Marcus. Talked to Phil Gunn. Talked to... Uh, all those guys. How'd they were get great. you up there? I'm just curious. I just walked up. Nobody said anything? No, I didn't walk in the press box. I don't have a pass anymore. So I just stood outside. I text Geff and said, hey, I'm outside. And, oh, okay. And he came out and then uh, Marcus was walking by and I screamed his name and he came out and we spoke to those guys for about 30 minutes. It's funny. Glenn right. would run in, do uh, the, the pregame show, then come out and talk yeah. to me for 10 minutes, whatever he had taped then look at his watch and run back do a quick hit on the radio and then come back in, you know? I uh we could get a credential. I just have we never could. Yeah. I just I haven't done it. I haven't bugged anybody for no. a credential. But no, I mean I if Saw's getting one. That's ridiculous. We have a much bigger footprint locally and nationally than Saw does. Exactly right. So we, we go to the game and it's Josh it's Josh's roommate oh, yeah. from Alabama who's never been to uh Petco Park before. He loves craft beer. He thinks it's right. cool as hell what 
Petco Park is, and we said, look, this is the nicest ballpark in baseball. You're going to love it. And he's, he's a Braves fan, so he's been to Braves games, but he's never been out here. So he was excited to go. First of all, we did something a little bit different that I've never done before. Josh said to me, hey, forget about paying $30 to park or whatever the hell it is. Let's park for free and get on one of those bird scooters. I've never gotten on one of those bird scooters <laughs> So where'd ever. you park? Not far, about uh, about four blocks away. Not far at all. Like We could have walked it, no big deal. Okay. So the bird scooter was nothing, man. It was like a dollar to to ride it over. Okay, was it fun, dude? It was it was a blast. It was a lot of fun at first. No way. I'm like motherfucker. I'm gonna eat shit. And, I kept and break your collarbone. Yeah, I even said to. <laughs> so I gotta tell you. So we go in, but on the way out, Josh goes flying off, and I'm talking to his roommate, his old roommate, and I said, "Where the fuck's he going? I'm the one with the keys in my pocket. What, what's this yeah. fucking hurry? Why is he going so fucking fast?" And then I said, buddy of mine broke his collarbone recently on one of these things. I I just don't want to eat shit. And as I'm looking at him, dude, I fall right into a goddamn hole. Oh. My, my hands go right off the goddamn bars, the handlebars. Oh, and I, I grab it, and I for somehow I saved my ass, dude. I almost pulled oh. a Darren Smith. I didn't even see the hole, dude. Wow. Just completely almost ate shit right there in the street. Would have landed on my face. Like, oh. You know how girls never get the landing gear yes. out? I would have landed been in me. Would have been my face right to the cement. <laughs> So anyway, we go, we see Geff, and we're we're sitting down, section 111, great seats. Well, we yeah. don't realize we're in the Padre family section, okay? Oh, okay. So we're sitting there, seats are fantastic, not paying attention what's around us, and I told uh, <laughs> I told Josh's roommate, I go, hey, that guy batting right there, talking about Fran Mill Reyes, you know, he killed somebody last year. Oh, Jesus And he goes, what are you Christ. talking about? And I go, well... He hit a foul ball at Dodger Stadium, and it killed an old lady. And he goes, man, that's crazy. And then next pitch, he hits a home run. Line drive shot. I don't right. know if you saw the one on Friday. It was like 20 feet off the ground. It was insane. Kid's awesome. And Yeah, he is. And it goes over the fence, and Josh goes, man, he murdered that ball like he murdered that old lady. <laughs> oh, so, my hold God. Hold on. It's not, it's not even the bad part. The usher comes down and goes, hey. Why don't you watch your mouth? That's his brother sitting right in front of you. Guess what? His brother's the same size he oh, is. Oh, shit. <laughs> Dude, he's huge, man. His brother looked like a heavyweight champion. His brother's enormous, just like he is. I wish he would have just beat Turned the around shit and just... out of all three of you. <laughs> Dude, he could have. Even the roommate. <laughs> Even the roommate. He 100% could have, dude. It was such a dick move on our part, but man, it was an embarrassing. So uh, we go watch the game. They weren't all brown. And have, yeah. you, have you been to a game on a Friday night? I haven't. I'm going back Saturday, and then I got tickets for another night, too. I don't know. I got like three games coming up. but They do a great job, Jeff, of, of making it feel like brown is their color inside the stadium because they make all the video boards, all the boards that run along the sides, everything brown and yellow. So that'll be what will happen next year, right? Yeah. It feels like this is a home game for Benny. And when I told him, I said the colors they normally wear are navy and white. He goes, no way. What do they do with the scoreboard? And I go, no, dude. They just do it for tonight like this. When awesome. you come tomorrow – yeah. It's going to feel like blue and white. They do a great job at Petco Park. So he, he didn't say a word about the uniforms. And then finally, as we're leaving, he goes, are you sure they want to go with the brown full time? <laughs> like, he's just like, man, this is a little much. This brown is kind of crazy. But I think the ones next year. I don't think the ones that wear now are bad. You don't like the ones that wear I, now? I don't like the I don't like the, the Padres. You don't like the way the, it's written? No, I, I've never liked it. They call it like a bow tie thing. I don't like yeah. that at all. And I just... I, I really have faith that they're going to do it right. Like yeah. it'll be, it'll be a different. Plus, the one at home, they're not going to. I mean, I don't know if they'll have an alternative jersey, but the one at home is going to be yeah. white with like brown pinstripes. It was funny as shit. Our boy uh, John Schroeder, 
So, well, if they go brown, I'm out. I go, you'll be back. He goes, I will be. I'm like, nobody's leaving. You said a run off and he gave him that quick. Yeah. He goes, I'm leaving. I go, you're not going anywhere. I know. But they're going to be like, they're going to be white with brown pinstripe. You think about it now, though. They wear three different uniforms or four different uniforms already, right? Let's say in a homestand. Oh, man. wearing more than that. Well, they're wearing, let's say tonight, we're watching the Phillies game. They're wearing Uh all white. All white and navy. Yeah. But on Wednesday, don't they normally wear like the 1998 uniforms? They, yeah, they yeah. sometimes And then do. on Friday, they wear the brown. On Sunday, they wear the military ones. But and they, then have they have two different camos. For, yeah. They have the brown and the yeah. blue they camo. They have two different camos, and they wear the blue jersey sometimes at home. You know what I mean? They, yeah. they mix it up like crazy. It's not like you're stuck with these they're wearing tonight every game, and you go, man, I fucking hate those. Well, guess what? They're probably going to wear a different one tomorrow night. But I think that's, to Fowler's credit, yeah. I think that's the thing that bugs Fowler. I think Fowler looks at the Dodgers, yeah, Yankees, Cardinals, et cetera, and goes, "We gotta if we're gonna build a tradition with this team, part of it has to be that we no longer have seventeen different uniform I 100% combinations." Agree. I, I agree with you. I'm to the point of if you're building a brand, yeah, then this, you stay with the one. Can we so finally, what happens on Sundays? Do you well, get rid I'm of the sure military? The, no, I'm sure they'll still have a camo version of it. Yeah, but. But they're just going to cut down on the – no, I mean, you're, Dave, that deal, military Sundays to me are – I've never spent any time they in the great. military. Um, plenty of friends, but I, I don't know enough of as far as like great-grandfathers or anything. My parents didn't spend any time in the military. But yesterday when the Marine recruits are singing that and their full yep. voice, usually I just remember those guys standing still – And I said to my sons, I go, man, this is outstanding. Look at these dudes. I love it. Yeah, I I just think it's I think it's so great. And yeah, it's one of the cool things they do. They'll absolutely continue that. No, no, I honestly think it's one of the coolest things going. When you uh, when you guys went to the game yesterday, when your sons are watching, is there anyone in particular in the Padres that go, that's my guy or that's who I'm following? Well, it was funny because I said to their mom walking in. I said, your favorite player, and then, of course, he didn't play yesterday. I said, we'll be Fran Mil Reyes. And she said, well, why? And I said, because he's a mountain of a guy. Yeah. He hits home runs, and he has maybe the coolest personality in sports, anybody that's come through this town in 20 years. Yeah. And she was like, tell me more, because she goes, well, I like 13. I would think Machado. I go, Machado's great. Hosmer's great. Whoever else. I said, I'm telling you, Fran Mel Reyes is a star in this town already. Hits another home run tonight. And I have to send her those videos. That guy singing with Annie yeah. in the post-game show the other day. And that video from Yankee Stadium where he's singing, I Will Always Love yeah. You. It's like, dude, how do you not love this guy? Where he's on the mic, uh, the PA mic, does yeah. a dead perfect impression of Alex Miniak introducing Will Myers, and then he's yelling down at the field, Hi, Andy! Hi, Andy! He's waving. <laughs> like, dude, this kid is a complete star. And I said to my sons, too. I go, that guy, he's the guy they wanted to see. But for yesterday, being down that close, we were seven rows behind the dugout. Yeah. Watching Machado, watching Hosmer, Tatis out on a rehab assignment today. Fingers crossed that he may be back by Saturday. I don't know. We'll see. 
Um, those are the guys they like watching play. It's crazy that he's missed Renfro? more games than he played. They like watching Renfro. Yeah, I'm just saying. Right now, you have in the lineup that they have right now. It, you, when Hosmer comes up, you go something good might happen. Yeah. Right, when Renfro, Reyes come up, something good might happen. Right now, everyone else is kind of like fuck. You know? Right, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough right now. It's uh, you need Tatis back. Hopefully, things change when Tatis comes back. Yeah, a lot of dudes pressing. Feels like it, right? I mean, yeah. tonight when it makes you, you wonder how good they are, right? Doesn't it make you wonder if Ty France is a major leaguer? Funny you say is that. Garcia, Dave? major leaguer. Well, I mean, if you're Ian Kinsler and you and you got beat out by Greg Garcia, yeah. and Garcia's had a great career. Anybody who can hang around the majors, Randy Reddy's been a really good buddy of mine forever. And Randy survived in the major leagues by being able to survive. Being a guy that could go in and could play second, could play third. I don't remember Randy playing a whole lot of short or first. But a guy that could go in, got his pants dirty, played, survived, and didn't hurt you as a team guy. But if Randy beat out the second baseman the way Greg Garcia's beat out Ian Kinsler... And whether that debate is that Kindler was only supposed to be a spot holder until Urias gets here full time, I get all that. But I don't think anybody, whether it's Preller or Andy Green or Fowler, expected Greg Garcia to get the start over Kinsler on a day to day basis. No, not with, with you're right. I mean you look at Kinsler again one eighty eight, hedges one eighty four, and you just shake, kind of shake your head and go, there have to be Better options. The the game tonight, this is game one of the series with the Phillies, and you go, okay, it's Harper Machado. We said there was a chance you could pretty see cool. them both on the same field at the same time. They're both having pretty similar years, though. Yeah. You know? Um, the difference is Machado's glove never goes into a slump. Harper straight out cost them the game yesterday against the Dodgers. Pretty crazy. I mean, when you miss yeah. a, a fly ball, then the Dodgers scored like seven runs right after that. You go, fuck, man, we pay you a shitload of money. Catch the fly ball. I'm telling you, man, I watched Machado make another play at short yesterday, and I know offensively the numbers are not there. And Ted and Jesse, who I love both those guys, but they wear me out, continuing to hype me for his breakout moment. I don't blame him. If I'm doing that job, if you and I are in yeah. the booth, we're probably doing the same thing. But for me, Dave, I love watching that dude play. And I'm just under the impression that, at some point, things are going to come back. I mean, I feel like Hosmer's bounced back nice he sure this has. year after the struggle last year. And Ted said it tonight. You know what? Maybe Ted's spot on when he said Machado, they had a situation first and third tonight, nobody out. And Reyes, Machado, and Hosmer, all three go down one, two, three. And Ted just said, he goes, man, watching Manny, he just is at the plate. He looks like a guy trying to make everybody happy. He looks like he just can't, right? It looks like he's just carrying the world, not what Ted's saying, but just yeah. what Ted was implying is that he's just carrying the burden of trying to be a $300 million guy. All you got to do is just, dude, play the game. Just play the game the way you play, and you'll be that guy. Yeah, it's easy to say it when you're our age, and we've seen a lot. I mean, sure. here's a guy in his mid-20s, sure. new city. Basically, right. you know, he spent a little bit of time in the National League last year with the Dodgers. But he understands he's the face of the franchise, and he understands yeah. he's not playing up to the contract. Yeah. The thing is, Manny understands it. What I don't understand with Padre fans is, why don't you understand it? You know what I mean? You guys know baseball. Don't sit there and say, this is what you expected. Manny knows this isn't what the Padres signed him for. Yeah. I'm Dave, I'm much more 
willing to ride the wave with Manny. The one that I've completely hit the wall on. Okay, I'm curious to know who. Is Austin Hedges. Yes. And I've said this for a year. I don't get why Hedges is given as much rope as he's given. I, I feel like by the fan base and absolutely by the media. Absolutely by the media. And I get it, man. Very likable guy. I get all that. The dude is just not a major league hitter. He is not. Never has been. And if you're in the market, you're not going to make a play for Keiko. I get that. Kimbrell's not the guy. But if you're looking to get Trevor Bauer, right? Yes. One of these starting pitchers that are going to be available over the next couple of weeks as we close in on the 31st. Shit, man, I think you just cut your losses on Hedges if anybody will take him. He's incredibly frustrating to me as a fan. He's an automatic out. He's a career 207 hitter since 2015. 207. 207. 207, and right now he's hitting 187. Yeah. I mean, he's not going up. You aren't going to fix it. Fuck it. You're 100% right. You can't sit there and have an automatic out in Hedges every single day. And it's... Look, I you know what you know what adds to it? I couldn't give less of a shit of the Austin Hedges versus Hunter Renfro contest. I don't give a shit. You're fucking hitting two oh seven, yeah. kid. I don't need to see you running on the field pouring gumballs over guys' heads. Right? Yes. I get it. Outstanding defensive catcher. Really, really good. Great connection. I respect everything the pitchers say. Like I said, yeah. I don't doubt the kid's work ethic at all. Like, I, I watch Myers sometimes, and Myers just makes me insane for a lot of different reasons than Hedges. But just this idea that you're grab-ass and whether you you could be the first guy there at 8 o'clock in the morning. Yep. But shit, man, bouncing around, it just it wears you out. Did Myers play at the game you went to yesterday? Yeah. Did he walk to his position every time and walk back? He did it on Friday night. Drives me nuts. And then he fucked up a ball on the warning track where – Every major league stadium, the one thing that is common, the warning yeah. track is exactly the same. Yeah. And to act like you can't count your steps and you never played the outfield before is ridiculous. I can't tell you because I didn't pay enough attention yeah. to him uh, to watch it. Myers is just, I watched Myers come up and, and you said it earlier that there are guys that you go, okay, good things can happen. Yeah. Man, you want to believe it with Myers. I just, when I look ahead, to the fact that that's we're coming up on three years of that at twenty two million a year, yeah, <clears throat> it's so frustrating because what? Cordero's almost healthy. Yep, and if if you had Cordero in center and Reyes and Renfro on the corners, that to me I'd be like, all right, yeah, me that's too. pretty cool. And then you go Mejia behind the plate. Machado, Tatis, Urias, and Hosmer. I'm pretty excited about that. I'm ready for that lineup, the one you just said. Yeah. I, I literally think you cut your losses and say, we will pay Myers' contract to go somewhere else. Just go. He, he, it's not going to get better. He's at 229 now, and there's nothing he's done lately that makes you think it's getting better. It's just not going to get better. Right. And, I mean, you got Naylor, who's going to have to find a place to play. If you feel Buddy Reed and others coming up, I mean, you got a ton of guys coming up through the system that you feel like can play, and just the idea. I God, I I don't know why they backloaded that contract. Like that contract to me at the time when they signed him, 
it would have made perfect sense to front load it. Yeah. If you were going to pay him, front load it because you really didn't have any money on the books and then you could have worked around it. But uh, that contract is going to be an anchor around this team's neck. Unfortunately, I think you're I think you're right. A, a close friend of mine works uh, with the Padres. I'm not going to say everything they told me, but I, I asked, you know, good guys, bad guys on this team. Something that you and I would have known if we're around this team on a regular basis, but Was we it aren't. Glenn Hoffman? No. <laughs> was not Glenn Hoffman. They told me Eric Hosmer is the nicest guy you're going to meet. I believe that. Say he's exactly what you want in that clubhouse. Mm-hmm. And we talked about how there was no one in that clubhouse for years. The thing I don't understand about sports and baseball and, and how things have changed dramatically and the way we watch games, because now it, it's an all or nothing thing. I, mean, I can't imagine you sitting there at the ballpark yesterday talking to your boys about how it works, that everybody either, they want you to either strike out or hit a home run. Yeah. It's not about generating runs. And I'm going to go back to, do you remember the Dodger game? Sunday, Dodgers are about to sweep the pods. The one where Renfro hits the big home run. Mm-hmm. Before that, the Dodgers, I was going to the Padres dropped two bunts on the Dodgers. Yeah. And, and it worked. Yeah. Easily it worked. Okay? But yet, you don't go back to, to doing that again. And yet, yet, you manufactured runs. You put guys on, Hosmer comes up, he wins the game. Nobody lays down the bunts. You hear this all the time now. And the game has, has changed, where if you're a young guy like like your kids, you're going, mm-hmm. what the fuck are we doing? We're going to sit around for how many hours to watch the home run or wait yeah. for a home run? Just like in, in basketball, the basketball that your kids watched now to when you and I watched it, they figured out the math. You're going to be better off shooting 33% from three-point range than 50% from two-point shots. You, you had know? It, but you had it yesterday with Austin Allen, the catcher, who actually dropped down a bunt yeah. and, and was the only hit that the pods had for – for like got into the sixth inning so why don't more teams do it i don't know yeah and nobody's but, people don't steal bases as much as they used to no Yet nobody even throws out 50 percent. but guys don't nope. steal bases guys don't bunt they don't manufacture runs anymore they don't play small ball anymore no and yeah, it, small it's weird ball wins somewhere science tells you that you're supposed to do it the way they're doing it because every team does it the same way yeah but the game to me can easily be boring if you're new to the game man if you get those little Fleas, like Earl Weaver said, those little cocksuckers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why today, Dave, watching the draft and looking at the kid. Is it C.J. Abrams, the kid they drafted today, the shortstop? The the Padres? Yeah. Uh, boy, I think you're right. Let me, uh, I'll tell you right now. Shortstop from Georgia. Yeah. When you look at that kid. Yeah, C.J. Abrams. And they got him. I was watching the draft. I wonder how many other people saw this. I don't know anything about that, right? I haven't been. I'm not fucking Grady Fuse on. Yep. How the hell do I know who this kid is? All I know is that Jim Callis from Baseball America had him as their number four guy on the board. So you go, okay, great. And then when Mayo and Callis say, we've got this guy ranked as an 80 for speed. Guy could be 80, could be potentially a gold glove center fielder. Um but when they said talked about like Bimmy, Billy Hamilton type speed, yeah, shit, I don't remember a guy that we've had here locally. And the kid's a high school guy, right? I mean, he's five years away, you would think. Yeah. But we haven't had that kind of speed with the Padres in forever. I love that kind of stuff because you go, Me all too. right, maybe they're going to bring it. But here's the crazy shit about that draft today. Anybody else notice this? Harold Reynolds is it, dog shit. God damn. He's talking about this kid, and he's saying how the guy has amazing hands, and you keep him in the infield, everything else. But he's basically saying that you keep him at shortstop, and nobody there. Dan O'Dowd doesn't say anything. 
John Mayo doesn't say anything. Amsinger doesn't say anything. Nobody says, wait a minute. You have 20-year-old Fernando Tatis Jr. at shortstop. Yep. And you have Manny Machado in year one of a 10-year deal at third base. I think on the left side of the infield, they're covered. Yes. Even if this kid's five years away, Machado's halfway through his deal, and Fernando Tatis Jr. is 25. So where else can he play, assuming the Padres found what they believe they have on the left side? Nobody says anything. They did kind of say that he may be able to play center field, or maybe he goes to second base. Who knows, right? I mean, by the it time It sounds like Trey Turner, as they describe it, this kid. A lot. Yeah. A lot. Um, but it Harold would, Reynolds fucks up all the time. Wow. He's really, the, I'm not kidding you. He's the worst guy they've had for years. I give you a, a huge mess up. So we're all waiting here in San Diego, especially in this area, waiting to see where these slate kid goes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Keone Cavaco. Okay. If I did that correctly, Josh will tell me I did it wrong. But he's a third baseman for me. He's like, I told you, he kind of looks like a yeah. miniature Manny Machado when you watch him play. He doesn't have the exact body. Where's the same number? Great arm, very good speed. Good hands. Goes to the Twins at number 13. So they do the whole talk all the way through. Everybody's done talking, all the experts. Mm-hmm. Harold Reynolds. Went to the same school as Chapman Did and, you and Arenado. You Nolan heard, Arenado. Yeah. Same fucking school. And I'm like, you dipshit. Nolan Arenado. Yeah. And who was the other guy? Uh, Chapman from the A's. Yeah. What the fuck was he trying to... What was he saying? That's what, and those, everyone there at the desk knows that he's wrong. Harold, what the fuck are you talking about? Went to the same school as Adrian Gonzalez. And he was obsessed with the fact that he didn't play in the area code games. Yeah. What are the area code games? Yeah. Like area for co- here. The area code games are for the guys going into their senior year, the top players for scouts to look at. Okay. And he what, didn't get an invite last year. No, but I mean, yeah. here, I mean, with San Diego, with where you guys played and everything else, like, and correct to John Maffey, had him as a first round pick. Yeah. John had a few guys out today. But. I mean, scouts are going to see you. Yes. If you're playing at East Lake, scouts are going to see you whether you're in the area code games or not. That's a very well-respected program. There's good baseball from here. If you play at Rancho Bernardo yep. and you don't get invited to the, the area code game, people are going to fucking see you play. LCC, right? They've hopefully Bonita Vista becomes that moving Hope forward. So. I think I have the best player in San Diego next year. Honestly, I do. Uh, Nate Nankill. I think he's going to be the best player in class of 2020. Wow. Yeah. Nice. How about your uh, How about your kid, the right fielder? Th- that's the one. That's the same kid, Nate Nankill. Pitches and also a right fielder. He's going to. He's already committed to Cal State Fullerton, but I think he's a first 14? round pick, number fourteen. Yeah, that kid's a stud. He's playing at, at Petco Park right after the Padre Phillies game on Wednesday. They have the top players going to be seniors in San Diego playing. Uh that kid I saw yeah. play a bunch. That kid's a stud. Yeah. But Dave, do you look at that kid and say more as a pitcher, or do you look at him more as a position player? I think he's a position player first. He throws about ninety-four miles an hour though now as a junior. Yeah. So I think he's he's honestly I think he's the top guy. Not just because he's my guy, but yeah, I think he's the top guy in San Diego. Well, I'm gonna need four signed bases. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like those. I'd like those uh, by the end of the show. Hey, one quick thing, and I don't know if this is going to become a story or not, but I heard this today. I got a message on social media. And I don't know if this is confirmed or not, but I want to circle back to yesterday. Okay. So we said it in front of me was the B situation. Did you see that? I did. I watched it live. Okay. So the Padres had some guy, I don't know if he was part of the grounds crew or what, came out. It was happening about 30 feet in front of me. And Dave, he just nuked him all. Yeah. 
Like he nuked him. Well, if you pay attention, even if you barely pay attention like I do, you know that there are people that are pretty obsessed with the preservation of bees. Yes. Because the bees are going away. And man, they didn't seem like they were in any kind of hurry to save the queen bee or do anything else. And I found the story that they wrote in the Union Tribune today really interesting that at a Reds game earlier this year, they had a similar situation and there was a dude in the stands who's like a beekeeper and went down and said, hey, if you have like a box and yeah. some tape, I could take care of this for you. And he took care of it. Dude went out on the field and basically was able to move the entire hive and once everybody settled down, he moved the hive and everybody moved on. And watching it yesterday, I kind of wanted to see, hey, are they going to try to find a way to get to the queen bee? And I don't know how you do any of that shit. But they didn't. The guy just came in and basically had a big can of raid and took them all out. <laughs> yes. And you're watching the grounds crew. And now all of a sudden, Petco Park's under a little bit of heat. What I was told today, and I'm going to try to get it confirmed, and maybe somebody hears this, knows who it was. I was told on social media yesterday, uh, today that a guy who was a beekeeper made himself available to the Padres, and the Padres said no. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to try to act like I'm some fucking scientist. So the guy that, that took care of everything yesterday doesn't work for the Padres? Well, he worked for him, but okay. he just... Oh, okay, I, I, always, I was under the impression there was have somebody there in case this happens. Yeah, I mean, the okay. guy basically could have just came out with like a welder's torch and just fried all the bees right in there yeah. and made all the little kids cry <laughs> and then waved and then left because all they did was just scooping up bee carcass. Yeah, who, who, was, who was the bee guy we used to do commercials for? It was in Hawaii. Uh, oh, yeah, Mike, uh, aloha. Yeah, that guy's losing his shit. He's losing his shit. He's right. All natural soap. What the hell was that guy? I can't think of who that was. Yeah, I'm Mike. Oh, fuck. From, uh, yeah, yeah. Everybody knows. God, he used to do commercials for years. Yeah. That bee pollen shit. What was it? I don't know. All right. But yeah, I look, if you know who this guy is, I was sent a message, but I'd like to have it. I'd like to get it confirmed. That I was told that somebody made them look. Maybe at that point they were already into the process. I don't know enough about it, but I'd like to find out more. No chance of Padres if I call them and be like, "Hey, the guy who was a beekeeper make himself available." You tell him go fuck himself. <laughs> but do you have any like when you see that? Do you have any reaction to that at all? Like, do I feel bad for the bees? Is that you asking me? Well, I mean, no, I do not. A termite control guy. Yeah, no. Or a pest control no, guy. Here you go. How many people were at that game yesterday? Uh, I mean, the 30,000? How many yeah. were there? Okay. You have 30,000 people that are waiting to watch a baseball game. Just get rid of the fucking bees. Look at you. Dude, I don't. Yeah, I don't give a shit. I, I, I mean, you get one guy up if front it was, stung. If it, yeah. It looks like Will Smith in yeah. that movie. If it was two puppies, I would have a problem. But, dude, we're talking bees. Two puppies, and all of a sudden their piranhas yeah. show up, <laughs> and they like save the piranha. Yeah, then I got an issue. But I'm just telling you, I don't have an issue with the bees. Where you're ready to watch a game? What you sitting there going? It's been 28 minutes. Let's go. No, it's a Sunday afternoon. I'm at Petco Park. Your kids I, go, and I got to watch the Warriors. Let's get the fuck out of here. 
<laughs> I was like, God damn, Matt Strom's just giving up. I swear to God, it looked like those two dudes from the Marlins just put a T in the ground. No kidding. And pulled out a goddamn uh, Callaway driver from Jason Finley and just fucking hit that thing like 600 <laughs> feet. Bang! <laughs> so I said to my son, "Yeah, I, I've completely failed as a father because this is what I do to make my sons laugh. So they, Strom gives up the first home run, goes about 420. Dead center. And I said to my son, Jack, nothing cheap about that. He goes, I don't know what that means. What's that mean? I looked at him. I go, it means he hit the shit out of it. And he just, <laughs> that's what he did. And his mom's like, what? I just shrug. And Jack's yeah. dying. Yeah. It's a cheap laugh. Yes. I go for the cheap laugh every time I cuss. I don't care. Yeah. Look at this shithead. I just tell him when somebody can't make the left turn, right, panics. When the light turns yellow, and they just lock it up. Look at this dick. <laughs> they're 11. <laughs> you know they're hearing it. Oh, yeah. What were you saying when you were 11? You were saying yeah. everything. Oh, dude, it was great. When I was 11 and one of my friend's parents swore, dude, it was fantastic. I do it all the time. Yeah, it was really good. I do it all the time, and they just double over Dude, it's laughing. funny as hell. Yeah, all the time. Oh, Always my gosh. threaten to kick them in their little nuts. <laughs> I said to my son who ran yesterday, I go, you put that ice on me again, I'm going to beat the shit out of you right here. And he goes, you know what's going to happen? I go, what? He goes, all these runners are going to jump on you and beat you up. I go, God dang it, you're probably right. <laughs> um, yeah, I was like, uh, watching those guys, dude, they hit the ball so goddamn far, I couldn't believe it. But yeah, that was it. Oh, my gosh. That's so damn funny. Hey, want to mention this. Yeah. Uh, usually we go Thursday night. We're going to go Wednesday night this week. Yep. I, I'm i fascinated by just really good news, guys. I've always liked Scott Pelley. 60 Minutes used to do CBS Evening News. So yeah. I'm going to watch him speak on Thursday night. Where's he at? Uh, somewhere at UCSD. Got a book out. Whole deal. I said to Dave tonight, hey, we did great. We got to Thursday one week in a row. <laughs> But uh, this week, it'll be Monday and Wednesday, so it's all right. You guys will get your two shows. They'll yeah. be back down here Wednesday. Piece of cake. No problem at all. We'll all right. be good. We'll do, it, uh, we'll do it Wednesday. I'm going to the Padre game on Wednesday. Should be uh, should be exciting, and then I'll let I you know. I hope they run you out of there after your bullshit tweet today. What did I say today? Where you go, they got six guys in the lineup there, an automatic out. You they, have no chance of winning that shitty award. I'm not going to win the award. They're going to give it to Justin Machado at LCC. Is he up for it? He should be. Should be. Or Dale Downing. All right, here's the deal. So they're going to announce the, the coach of the year, and after that, the winning coach of the year throws out the first pitch. Okay? All right. So if it's me, i got to throw from the rubber, right? Of course. I'm going curveball. I'm going 12-6. Oh, you think I can drop it? No. <laughs> I think you'll blow your arm off, Number- which a lot of us <laughs> would like to see. Not. The only guy ever thrown out a first pitch. Fucking pull Dave Jarecki? Just roll her out on the ground? God damn. I'm not going to acknowledge that. You do it. He's a hero. Okay, how about if, even if I act like I pulled a Dave Trevecki and I just start rolling around, I reenact the whole thing? Uh, that reminds me. I'm going to ignore that. <laughs> You're going to ignore that, too? I'm going to ignore that, but I'm going to give Dude, congr- it would make Sports Center. If you just fell? <laughs> if I just fell, grab my arm like I broke it, like Trevecki? Dude, you know what you do? You put Woods 97 on your jersey, too. Yeah, so true. everybody's like, just, yeah. They're like, look at that idiot Woods collapse. 
<laughs> my 97.3 jersey? Yeah. Fucking idiot. Uh, shout out and congratulations to the lovely Katie Temple. Yes. Who was in the garage a couple of weeks ago, had a fantastic charity event that a bunch of us went to a couple of weeks back. And this past Saturday night was named Woman of the Year in the battle against lymphoma and leukemia cancer with your help all of you that listened and participated katie raised more than forty thousand dollars that's incredible her goal was 30 grand she like so many of us that have done charity things didn't think she had any chance of getting it not only did she get it she blew right by that number got to 40 grand and uh and is the woman of the year. Cool. And we could not be more thrilled for somebody who's got an incredibly big mouth and talks too much. <laughs> Tried to get me in a lot of trouble. But other than that, uh, we love her to death around here. Now, do you put on your resume, woman of the year? She fucking should put it right on her license. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying, if if Katie was applying for a job and you got a resume and it says woman right. of the year, aren't you calling bullshit? What the fuck's she talking about? I don't know, man. Maybe this get... egomaniac in here writes woman of the year on her fucking resume. Put it on her business. She yeah. should put it on her voicemail. Yeah, she should. Hey, it's Katie Temple, woman of the she, year. She, exactly. She, uh, <laughs> she, she's about as good as it gets locally. Yeah. And I just talked to her so much along the way as she was doing it. I just couldn't be happier for her. Brother Josh is as cool as hell. What a great family. But forty grand That's cool. she raised, and uh, I just I was chatting with her today, and the first thing that she said was, "Yeah, it's money that just goes to research. Yeah, it all goes to research." So all of you that helped out and participated, thank you very much for doing that. But Katie, unbelievable job! Absolutely fantastic news. Hey, want to mention some of the exciting things that are going on? Don't forget, it's coming up on June 9th. We told you Sunday, June 9th. We told it's hot sauces and more.com. That's the website you want to go to. It's hot sauces and more. It's the letter N before the word more.com. We talk about the big green egg and so many people right now are cooking with it. If you aren't cooking with it, you're behind the times. Don't be the last guy to jump on board. Don't forget. It's only around the corner from we are. It's Otai Ranch Mall. It's easy to get to. It's a beautiful brand new mall. And yet everything you want as far as cooking in the backyard and impressing your friends and family all summer long, all your answers are right here. Yeah. Right now as you get into summer, you want to learn how to grill. And the grill for everybody. It used to be, oh, I want this particular kind of grill or I want that. I want gas. I want this. Everybody wants the same thing, especially your dad. He wants the big green egg. And if you are going out on Sunday, there's going to be four different classes. What a great Father's Day gift for your dad. Give it to him early. Just say, hey, dad, we're going to take you out. We're going to go check this thing out. Four different classes going on. They're going to start at 1030 in the morning when Patty Fisher Sharp is going to teach you how to cook on the big green egg with wood. At Straight up at noon, it's going to be eggs 101. Everything you need to know about cooking with the big green egg. One o'clock, they're going to teach you how to cook that apple mustard pork belly. And then 2.30, prime rib with Chef David Rose. Our friends from Cali Comfort are going to be out there. A ton of other friends out there as well. $60 for a couple, $35 per person. Uh, the Egg Fest is absolutely unbelievable. David, it's going on, like you said, Otai Ranch, Town Center Mall, right down the street at 2015 Birch Road. 
919-1015 if you're punching it into your phone. But so many fun things, 20 to 30 chefs cooking. Yep. And the great thing when you have that many talented chefs, they cannot give you enough samples, man. You are going to go down there and just have an absolute blast. They're going to have eggs for sale at a discount. All the ones they're using are going to be discounted down. Just go down, have a blast, and buy me one as well. Don't forget, it's this Sunday, so don't miss out. Make sure you hurry up and get their hot sauces and more.com is how you get set up and ready to go. I also want to mention our good friend, Dan Williams. Half the time, he's our good friend. Half the time, he drives he's me absolutely fucking 100%. crazy. 100%. He's our good friend. Oh, my gosh. The guy's brutal. Tomorrow, he will be brutal because the Padres are running away with this game tonight. But Dan is your guy. Dan's your guy because he really is going to give you the most important lesson you're going to need. This is a life-changing lesson. Dan's going to show you how to stretch your money. He's going to make your money work a lifetime. And so many people think, I'll get to it when I need to. I'm not worried about it. Don't worry about it. When I get old, I'll have money. But unfortunately, so many people make the mistake and don't know how to handle their money. Dan is your guy, and he's here to help you. Don't forget about what he does for the veterans. He gets people educated. He builds relationships, and that's what Dan's all about. Make sure you give Dan a call, 858-688-6813, 858-688-6813. Manny Machado Grand Slam, David. Well, good, when an absolutely game was already out of hand. Well, that's going to make your friend Dan very happy oh, tomorrow. Son of a bitch. When he rips you. On social media, and I can't wait to see it. Look, here's the thing, and I'm going to be really open with this. <laughs> I have really started to enjoy eBay of late until I noticed today that I was $84,000 in debt <laughs> from buying too many collector's spoons from around the world. No, I'm not. Actually, I'm not $84,000 in debt. Thank God I'm not in debt at all. But if you are buying a home, and so many of you are buying a home, you got to make sure you do it right. In Dan's book, Borrow Smart, Repay Smart, it's the cornerstone of his practice because it's going to help you incorporate your personalized mortgage plan into your overall financial plan. So important. Then we've got book number two, How to Purchase a Home with No Down Payment. Are you kidding me? That's the one thing that I've looked at for so long is, wait a minute, what's my money going to be? What's my down payment going to be? Everything else, Dan's going to help you. And here's the great thing. He doesn't even know, but I'm going to give you both the books for free. Here's how you do it. Dan, shh. Go to sandiegolending.us slash Dave Jeff. Just go right there and say, hey, Dan, I want not only that first book, but I want the second book. I want them both and put them on Dave's tab. He'll take care of it. sandiegolending.us slash Dave Jeff. If you need to call him, you can do that as well, 858-688-6813. Very easy number, 858-688-6813. Man, if you are a veteran and looking to buy your first home, there are so many different programs already in place that Dan's going to help you with. It's our way of giving back to you for what you did for this country. Give Dan a call, 858-688-6813. Also, don't forget about TaylorMade Pools. Man, the weather's starting to warm up. We swear it is. Don't forget to give Alan Taylor a call. TaylorMade Pools, your dream pool is just around the corner. Alan Taylor's been doing it for more than 20 years. You got to get with Alan and let him walk you through the process. Things that you've dreamt of, trust me, he's seen it all and he can do it all. Give Alan Taylor a call at 619 619- 449 Well, I know a lot of you like to go to the beach and you like to hang out there. Maybe you were paying attention earlier today on the CW. Big story all the way. 
From Oceanside all the way down, this summer they're expecting more than 25,000 great white sharks in the city of San Diego. Great white sharks, that's why you don't want to go swimming at the beach. Because if you do and you bring grandma out there, guess what? Grandma's a little thing called lunch. Done. You know how you avoid that? You get a tailor-made pool. Get a tailor-made pool because guess what? When that tailor-made pool and they cut the ribbon in the backyard, it's always a great, great ceremony. No great white sharks. But again, numbers being reported up to 40,000 great white sharks in San Diego this year. I have no idea if that's true or not, but I like the way it sounds. Uh, Everywhere. From Oceanside, Carlsbad themselves are looking at probably 8,000. Oh, shit. And they all swim right along the shore. So where are you going to go to cool down after a rough day, huh? You're going to go right out to your backyard, tailor-made pool. Hey, listen, dickhead. If you don't want to, go ahead. Take a chance and have fun waving to your neighbor when your hand's gone. You shithead. (laughs) I can't think of anything better than having Al Taylor come out and build a tailor-made pool. No, no better place to go. You're going to have nothing but hot chicks scratching at your door like a lost cat. Come on. How much easier do I need to make it for you? Tailor-made pools is the place to go. Fun waving at your neighbor. Yeah, I, I don't have my hand. Missing. Wave your hook. Dumb fuck. Dumb fuck. Guys, going to be what happened to your hand. I didn't listen to David Jeff. That's it. I went swimming in the cove. That goddamn shark ate it. Shit. Every time it's allergy season, I detach my own retina. <laughs> Fuck, I'm so fucked. I'm so fucked. Somebody get Jim Abbott on the horn and show oh, me how to play catch. God. Fuck. I, I can't a, button my shirt. I can't button my shirt. I keep running out of butterfly band-aids. Every time my I have an itchy back and four stitches... And all I needed to do to avoid all this agony was get a tailor-made pool. But not me. I'm going swimming at Fletcher Cove. <laughs> Every time you take a piss, the guy next to you is going to have to button your pants. Is that yeah. what you want? and it gets all rusty. Stinks. Sounds like urine. Good job. <laughs> Good job. Good luck when you're on the plane. The lady's like, you want a bag of peanuts? Where am I? What am I supposed to do? That's your idea of a joke, miss? Try working a fucking remote. God, you should have just got that pool. Fuck you, Jeff. Know it all. Oh, my gosh, dude. Dude, today I snapped at a, at a guy at work. Yeah? I didn't realize. So. Did you give him the hook? No, I threatened to kick the shit out of him, but I felt really bad. <laughs> so a buddy of mine at work is is no longer there. Okay, we'll leave it at that. He He basically resigned, but he felt like he had to resign. Okay. And I was irritated because I thought they shouldn't have accepted his resignation. So I was bothered by it because the guy was a good dude. So this guy <laughs> puts his chair up, comes up along the side, rolls his chair around the corner. Yeah. Doesn't walk over to me. just has to roll his chair yeah. all the way to me. Hey, man, where's your buddy Tom? I go, hey, was this some kind of sick fucking joke? I go, you bring that shit up one more time. I'm going to knock you out. That's not nice. And he goes, I thought, honestly, I, I thought the guy knew. And yeah. he goes, what are you talking about? I don't know anything. Oh, fuck. You weren't here on Friday. I'm sorry, Virgil. <laughs> Virgil, <laughs> the guy's so nice, dude. I was knocked about. I was so pissed at him for being a dick because he knew that guy and I were friends. And then uh, the, <laughs> I told him, "This is gonna be a fucking joke." 
God, the guy just, a, he just rolled his ass. Save it. Twenty five feet back. Yeah, to get his up desk. back there. Good. Come on now, get. Come on. I'm sorry. I'll buy him a sandwich. Yeah, Jesus. buy him one. He'd like that. <laughs> hey, Brian Kerr is your guy. Don't forget, selling real estate all over San Diego County. Look at your goddamn Padres giving up home runs. God. Real Muto. Remember when you were like, he sucks? <laughs> and I was that? like, I, we should get that guy. And you're like, we have hedges. Good, <laughs> good call, Dave. Good fucking call. Real Muto just hit it about 900 feet. My, my favorite thing about Geffner on Friday. Yeah. I go, first thing I said to him, I go, hey, man, let me ask you a question about these Marlins. If Jose Fernandez doesn't die, it's a whole different direction of this team. He goes, dude, if, if Jose Fernandez is alive, we're making a run for the World Series. He goes, the problem is everyone said we traded away the best outfield in baseball. When they were here, no one called him the best outfield in baseball. Yelich goes to Milwaukee and wins MVP. He never did that here. Wow. You know? Yeah. And he goes, shit. He, he goes, that's just the way it was, man. He goes, everybody's sitting there second guessing what the Marlins are doing. Jeter has the Marlins on the move. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Brian Curry, he's your guy selling real estate all over San Diego County, just like just like Alan. He's been doing it for more than 20 years. He's won tons of awards, and he's made a great living doing it because he's good at his job, and he's good at his job in this business because it's all done by word of mouth. Make sure you call Brian Curry. Time to get out of the home you're in now. Make yourself a better life. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. So many questions as a home buyer or a home seller because there are constantly people that are looking to come into this market. There are constantly people that are looking to get out of the market just because it's a tough place to live, man. Gas prices are probably a buck higher than anywhere else in the country. Yep. Rents are incredibly higher. So if you are buying or if you're selling, you really want to make sure that you're going into it the right way. That's why my guy is Brian Curry. Because I know I can say to him, look, Brian, I got to have a place where my sons can come and we can hang out and it can be safe, but I want to be close to the freeway, right? All these kinds of different things that you may have on your particular checklist. Hey, I'd like to be close to Carlsbad. I work in Carlsbad or I'd like to be close to La Mesa because my kids are there. All those different kind of things and really finding the hidden gems is, is my opinion, one of the things that Brian's great at. And it just gives you peace of mind. It's a 30-year commitment, assuming it's your final home. And when you sign those papers, you want just the vibe of like, wow, this is the greatest day of my life outside of the day my kids were born and outside of the time that Lisa Ann said hi to me. Those are the kind of days that you're left for. You don't want to sign those papers and feel like, man, am I in over my head? You want to sign those papers and be like, God, this is going to be amazing for me and my family that's why we call Brian Curry, and you should as well. Absolutely. And don't forget about Kyle Fluger, that website that you've been dreaming about. They'll make your business look like you know what you're actually doing. Kyle Fluger's your guy. It's clean. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. One of our great friends is John Chelesnick, the yes. sports doctor. We have been friends with Chessy. Dave, I know at least 20 years. It may be closer to 25 years. John sent me a great note about 10 days ago. And he just wanted to reach out to Dave and say, hey, Dave, how you doing with your family? He recently listened to a podcast, and I was more than happy to pass your address along. And you shared the note that he wrote, beautiful note from John, just nice, It was right? extremely nice. So talk about, like, old school. When someone ever written you a handwritten note? And so great. It hasn't happened in, like, 30 years for me. I got to write him back because I don't have his, his phone number. But it was 
extremely nice message about Jake and about everything we've gone through this year. Extremely nice. Really appreciate it. And one of the cool things that he mentioned in the letter was, damn, your website looks great. That's true. And I appreciate John noticing that somebody in sports media who has a brand that is doing it himself. And every time I see that uh, about Kyle, it's great. Bunch of new things coming. Jojo Tarantino, after the draft, will have a new blog for us. Uh, we still are working on a blog from Glenn Geffner. Al Horton's talked about a blog. Shit, you'd think maybe Dave and Jeff would write one. Yes. It's their name's on the website. We may do that. But Kyle will be down here. I think he's coming down Wednesday night. Cool. And we got a bunch of different things that we're going to talk to him about. New looks for the website. But I just couldn't be more proud of that site and the job that Kyle's done. And Dave, if you can give that number one more time, just because I think there are people that are looking to improve their brand that could go a long way of doing it by giving Kyle a call. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. All right, perfect. Uh, I think that's it. I, I want to make a correction. Um, I think I mispronounced the kid from Eastlake. It's uh, Keone is his first name. Okay. Cavaco. I think Keone I gave Cavaco. him too many syllables in there, but... Uh, the kid's outstanding, going to the Minnesota Twins. Again, he's the first San Diego high school kid to go. There are three kids, if you if you pay attention to the draft, three kids that played for me since they were little, California Bears guys. Julian Escobedo, mm -hmm. supposed to go somewhere between rounds 10 and 15. He had yeah. a workout with the Padres the other day, went extremely well. Cool. How great would it be if he ended up as a Padre? Love that kid. Would be awesome. So uh, another one, Connor Lunn. Okay. He's a pitcher for USC, uh, pitch at Cathedral High School. And Ryan Barkley's brother. Oh, wow. Aaron Barkley. He's a catcher pitcher expected to go around between rounds 20 and 22. Keep hearing the Texas Rangers are the team that is heavy on him. Uh, that would be great. One final thing on behalf of my friend H.J. Preller, who kills me every time. He would like to know where exactly you found that stat the other day, about 87%. Phil Jackson, Steve Kerr, Red Auerbach. It was read on Colin Coward show. All right. So Coward gave it. Yeah, Colin Coward gave it. All right, because... He called bullshit? Yeah. So okay. it's all white guys. I, I told you it was all white guys the second I said it because I knew you'd call me a racist. I did. Okay. <laughs> but my friend H.J. Probably... Did he really reach out about that question? Yeah, he's like, where the hell did you get no, that number? It wasn't me that figured out the math. It was, uh, it was Colin Coward said it. So I was looking to see who had the most rings. Yeah, it's Bill Russell, right? No, I, I mean, Phil, not Bill Russell, but as a player, it's Bill Russell. Like, Phil Jackson has 11, has a, but then I think he has two 11 as a, as a coach. I thought it was 11 one. as a coach, and I think I thought two as a player. I think it's one. I think it's one at the Knicks. All right. And then Kerr had fuck I mean, a shitload, like seven rings or something as right, a player. Crazy. And, and like, what, five more now or four more as a coach? I don't know, but like, you look it up, like, you can find everything, yeah. and maybe you guys can find it easier than I can. But I was looking. You could see it. How many? I just wanted to see how many total rings, yeah. right? Um, how many do you have as a player, as a coach, as an executive, right? Somebody like that. And it was a challenge. You couldn't figure it out. It's hard to do. How about Robert Ory? A seven, you know, seven rings for Robert Ory. It's incredible. Um, yeah. All right. That's it. So we will be back here Wednesday night. Follow us on Twitter at Dave Palais, at Jeff Dotseth. Advertisers are always welcome. I think, by the way, Ben and Woods, okay, they mm -hmm. they make their debut next week. So I flipped on Coach today. Got to let you know. Okay. It was it was interesting radio after a big three-day weekend with the Padre baseball. Nobody watched the fucking games. 
Coach didn't watch the games. Jim Russell didn't watch, watch the games. Didn't watch the Padre games? Coach was in L.A., so I'm more Dodger baseball than he saw Padres. But both guys, dude, fucking a lie. You're the Padres station. Neither on guy. On the flagship. Had, on the flagship. I'm listening at 5 in the morning going, this is some crazy shit. Look, Nobody dude, watched shit. The, the but then they tell you up. they don't watch shit. The place is fucked up. Like, Stephen Ben going in is great. Yeah. But uh, there's no update on the Kaplan thing. I have no idea. I have no idea, right? I'm not, we're not. How many times have you been stopped about it? I get stopped like crazy since you announced yeah, it. Yeah, and I just say to everybody, I love Scott. He's great. One of the coolest, funniest dudes I know. But I'm not, I don't have time for fucking games. <laughs> I'm not going to fucking be out here being silly. hasn't slept in 10 days. So, fuck, I'm doing the best I can. No, I know he is. I, I don't doubt that. And if he gets the financing and he wants there, call us. But I'm going to play fucking games and go like, oh, hey, we'll go in for... I, I don't have time for that shit. I got to <laughs> I got no time for that shit. Yeah. But um, I like what he did today. I thought that show that he did downtown today was cool with, with Ernie and Rob and Trevor uh, Tony Hawk yeah. and promoting that music. Dude, I'm telling you. How do you feel about Tony Hawk? Uh, Tony sat right next to me in a photo. Yeah. In a photo class at San Diego. I, no, I know. But I mean, after the whole Charger thing about we don't need the NFL. Get dude, the fuck out of here. He's a good dude. He's a good dude, man. He's a good San Diego guy. Look, it, it's not like Dean was sitting there. No, I'm just ready saying. Ready to sign a lease and then like Tony Hawk talked him out of it. It's like, Tony, you never played football in your life. Stay in your lane. He Get the did. fuck out of here. Get the fuck out. Well, he's a Tory guy. No, that's true. Right? Posner. Let me see what we have in common here. Posner, Higgins, Tony Hawk. Those three fucking guys. <laughs> ran them out. They ran them out. But 97.3 is not going to be this amazing station, whether Stephen Benner there or not. You still have Gottlieb. Rome's done. Yeah. I love Junior. Me too. Goddamn, H.J. Preller said today, this is what he said that I, I didn't find necessary. Said the other day that he was struggling, uh, he was bored, or he had insomnia, and just thinking about Hello put him to sleep. <laughs> that sucks. Damn, that's fucking funny. <laughs> I know. That's the funniest thing I heard well, all like, day. Oh, fuck. No, no, see, that's the thing. There's certain guys in this town that could just hang. Like, that is so goddamn funny <laughs> just thinking about you put him to sleep. I I want. I think Chris, having known him a long, long time, I think Chris would get a kick out of that. <laughs> like, his on-air personality tells you there's no way he would. Yeah. I know him pretty good. I think he would laugh at that line. That's funny shit. Yeah. But uh, we'll be back here Wednesday night. Hopefully just thinking about that doesn't put you to sleep. <laughs> All right. We'll see you on a Wednesday.